0: WNJH Radio, its owners and associates, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this site or the radio station, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. This site does not endorse anything as the truth. That you will have to judge for yourself. But we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. It is sometimes hard to get the truth, but we must try. It is not our intention to libel discriminate, make hate, or annoy anyone. This site takes no responsibility for the opinions of others in the postings of comments in chat rooms or forum posts. WNJH Radio presents Voice of Freedom, a weekly political call-in show heard every Thursday at 7 p.m. Voice of Freedom will cover national, state, and local politics. Now here's your host, Dr. Otto Hernandez.
1: Hello, everybody. Otto Hernandez, Voice of Freedom Radio program WNJH. W be to believe. Dot. But people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Sorry about that. People like me are saving money. I'm saving a lot of money because there's absolutely nothing to do. But anyway, welcome to our program tonight. We got a we got a really good program, I think, tonight. Lots to talk about as always with this coronavirus nonsense. And uh, we'll have another Guest this week. Last week we had our mayor on and was very well received. I thought the mayor did an outstanding job. But this week we'll have Michael Teresi, currently a Hamilton councilman, and uh, Michael has announced that he is running as a new uh, running for a the uh, position as a New Jersey State Assemblyman. So I look forward to having Mike on the program tonight.
2: Rick, how's your week, buddy? Uh, I can't complain. It, it could be better. I mean, we could be back to normal life and all that good stuff. But at the same time, since this is our political show of the week, there was plenty of liberals out there wanting to make me want to just round them all up. And unfortunately, I can't. But
1: Well, that would probably not be a good idea. No, but but. Uh, I, I got to tell you, Rick, I am, I am really, really in a bad mood tonight over this coronavirus stuff. Especially at our governor. So I'm going to rant for a few minutes here about our governor. Snaggletooth, as I like to call him, Governor Murphy. I think Governor Murphy is probably on the biggest power trip of his life, actually. He gets to play God, gets to play emperor, gets to decide who can do what, when, and where. Murphy's latest, uh, la- latest gem, I'm going to use the word gem here, his latest gem is to close all parks, which mystifies me. Um, as I drive around, and I do drive around, I do like to get out of the house, and I do see people at parks, and everybody that I see is keeping their distance. Spring is here. Why would you not allow people to get out of the house and have a walk in the park? Um, people are keeping their distance. People are really trying to do the right thing. I think, by and large, Americans have been very compliant with this. And uh, I just, uh, I'm just, i just really upset with these with these draconian governors that uh that we've discovered think if it was up to them we would be we would be in lockdown for the rest of their terms i know that they're they're quite happy to let this linger until december after the election i guess most of these folks think that this is going to sink the president um if it lingers beyond november i'm glad to hear that uh you know more and more there is talk about restarting and reopening our businesses I quite I'm quite quite angry at legislators and I don't know why they're not talking about the reopening and I'm not talking about folks I'm not talking about reopening tomorrow reopening next week I'm talking about having conversations to establish a plan and timelines that we can open with okay I think it's past the time for that I don't know why we haven't done that yet and I blame our legislators. Particularly, I blame our Republican legislators in the state of New Jersey. I think they're all hiding in the closet. I, don't, I haven't heard from any of them. And I haven't heard a single one challenge Murphy on, on, on any of these rules and regulations that he keeps putting forward. In the meantime, we've crippled our economy in a month. We had a, we had a roaring economy for three years. And it took a month to bring it to its knees. To bring half of America to the, to to a place where people aren't making money, people don't know if they're going to be able to keep a business after this is all over, and this is and this is how easy it's come. I think a lot of it had to do with with what's going on with uh, we're being scared, and I'll talk a little bit more about that on the other side. I think we have a caller, so we'll take a call right now. Hello, you're on the Voice of Freedom radio program.
3: i Dan from Winona.
1: Dan from Winona, my my go-to financial guru. My financial guru, my, my my renowned financial guru. My my co-host Rick here was saying a little while ago that uh, that you're quite famous because you're on television all the time. Which you know, I guess I guess it might be true. Uh, anyway,
3: uh, anyway,
1: appreciate- what's on your mind tonight, Dan from Winona?
3: Otto, listen. I know you're not a fan of the models that the
1: that. Oh, I'm Dr. going to talk Fauci about the models tonight. These doctors, Fauci and Burks, these two with their models. I've had enough of their models, and I'm going to talk about their models a little bit later because I've I've had just about enough of them and their and their models. Oh, listen, uh, but because, uh, yeah, go ahead. Because of
3: because of their models and because of the numbers coming in lower than the models, the market had a good week. We're up. Uh, we're up about three thousand points this
1: week. Yeah, I know. I know that the market has had a, a, a. To me, it's astounding how well the market is doing under these dire financial circumstances that we find ourselves in. I, I find it. I'm astounded by it. And I, and it, you're attributing it. You're attributing it to the fact that you know they predicted we would have two million people dead, and now the prediction is down to about thirty thousand. Is that what you're? Is that what you're telling me?
3: Well, I, I saw down to sixty but yes, it's, it's a combination of of uh, the, the numbers looking better than they predicted, plus plus the rollout of the stimulus package. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the people applying for the paycheck protection program and the other disaster loans. Uh, you know, really, none of that money's gotten in anyone's hands yet. Uh, but but the government, at least the perception is the government's doing a lot to get. To get money into the hands of, of small business
1: owners and, mm-hmm. uh, and consumers. So you think if the predictions hadn't been that we would have two million dead from this from this virus, you, you, you attribute the fact that they that these models that we've been using and, and been led to believe are accurate. None of them are, by the way, but we've been led to believe they're accurate is the reason for the stuff. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, I mean, you you're, you're my financial guru, so I'm going to go with what you're saying.
3: Well, look, weeks ago, there was a lot of doom and gloom about how bad this was going to be. And, and look, part, part of, uh, and I believe part of why the, the models have, have kind of changed and are now predicting lower numbers is because people are following the rules. You know, mm-hmm. by and large, at least what I can see, people are, are staying home, uh, social distancing. So, so it's working. And I, and I believe that it, it's
1: working. Well, I mean, the models, the models took into consideration that we would be mitigating. The models didn't take into consideration that people were just going to go about their business in a normal fashion. So I, I can't say I disagree with the fact that the social distancing and the masks have helped keep the numbers down, but I'm not so sure that they're the reason why the models are so inaccurate. The models and all of these models took into consideration that we would be we would be doing mitigation against the virus, not that we'd be running around, you know, hugging and kissing and everybody be going to work like nothing was happening.
3: Yeah, look, and, and I'm going to leave the uh, uh, the political analysis to you, uh, but the, the market has reacted favorably to this. Now, I'm also going to tell you that I think I think the market's getting ahead of itself. I don't think this is all. This is a rosy. You know, we still have three long weeks at minimum of of this, you know, quarantine. And when we come out, we're not gonna you know, I, I don't believe we're gonna come in on one fine day and the government's gonna say, All right, we're open for business, everybody go back to work. It's, that, that's not gonna happen. It's gonna come in slowly.
1: I'm we'll okay with around. that. I'm okay with slowly. But but I need to see I need to see something that gives me a glimmer of hope that they're actually beginning to think about it. And I'm not seeing that. The only person I well, see that from is Trump on a regular basis. I see it from Steve Mnuchin. I don't see it from our governors. I certainly haven't heard word one from our governor about anything to do with reopening the state of New Jersey. Even though, yeah. even though, again, all the numbers right now, I mean, they were predicting doom and gloom this week. And I know that some of the numbers have actually flattened out, which is a good sign. So I'm very happy about that. But
3: I, I just think you know restaurants and that type of business—they're you know, gonna—they're not gonna open up in June and be and be where we were at in January or be where we were at. I wouldn't last expect year. them
1: to. And 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 quite so, frankly, I would be surprised if if they could open at full capacity. My expectation exactly. is that a restaurant would practice social distancing, and if the capacity of the restaurant is two hundred people, open up at fifty people capacity or a hundred people capacity. And keep social distancing between tables and practice, you know, some of these best practices that we've put into place. I don't expect us to go from zero to a hundred. I don't expect that. I do expect us to go from zero to maybe thirty and then maybe fifty. But I'm not seeing anything I'm not seeing even the slightest movement towards that at this point.
3: No, I agree. So I think the market is reflecting that optimism. But once you know main june come around and mm-hmm. the reality of the situation sets in that you know we're we're still you know this market is is you know we're not out of the woods uh, and the economy's not out of the woods there's optimism and that's what this week has shown but uh but there's still going to be you know plenty of reason to be cautious plenty of reason to uh to,
1: to not jump in with both feet just yet mm-hmm. are you are you uh recommending any particular vehicles at this point for your for your clients or are you just telling your clients to sit on the sidelines for now well
3: look um there's opportunities there and and the opportunities are generally the places that have been the hardest hit and and those opportunities are uh, oil companies Mm -hmm. you know energy companies uh i think in some cases some you know hospitality companies some airlines these are the places that have been hardest hit Mm -hmm. and believe. You know, I believe when you look back 12 months from now, 15 months from now, that this is going to have been a good time to buy in, whether it's at Dow 23,000, Dow 24,000, Dow 21,000.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Twelve months from now, you're not going to be that worried about it. You would have made money. Right. Um, you know, is, is the market going to go straight up from here? I don't think so. You no, know, I think I think it's still going to bounce around and there's going to be probably better buying opportunities than today. But having said that, I I think it's a pretty safe that that you know twelve months from now, fifteen months from now, uh, you know the market's going to be up from where it is today. So so you know if you want to try to time it short term, uh, you know that's tricky. But I think I think there'll be better entry points
4: mm-hmm. generally
3: speaking. Uh, you know we're, we're you know. We're at a low and, and twelve months from now, fifteen months from now will be higher.
1: Okay. So you're you're basically advising caution at this point. Yes. Right. Absolutely. On the conservative side. Yep. Okay.
3: Yeah, and, and clients, you know what Most investors uh, realize this is in two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not a financial meltdown. This is a, a strong economy and the people Thank that work. Yeah, and you know, and thank God work, we had a
1: strong economy going into this because that's probably the only reason we're going to be able to withstand all this.
3: Yeah, and what it, right now, even with the, the even with the higher uh, unemployment numbers, we're we're at employment levels where we were at in October. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not you know we haven't regressed back you know years, uh,
1: but well, we will. Those numbers, well, yeah, that, those numbers, numbers haven't hit work. yet. They haven't hit yet.
3: No, absolutely. The numbers will get worse. And but, it's going to take oh, us
1: years to get back to 3.5% unemployment, by the way. That's not going to happen overnight. That's going to take years to get us back to that number, hopefully, and hopefully in Trump's second term. But it's not going to be for a while.
3: Well, and that's what I was going to say. This market's going to bounce back, I believe, uh, 70 80% of the way back in a hurry but that last 20 25% mm-hmm. is going is going to fall is going to fall into you know the fall pre-election and it's going to wait and see what happens. Okay. Uh and and you're going to have that uncertainty. And uh so we're not going to recover fully, you know, any it right away. but mm-hmm. I do I do believe you know within 12 15 months we'll we'll be back.
1: Mhm. Okay. Dan as always, you are you are on top of it, I must say. You are on top of it. You are, without a doubt, the go-to person here. I'm here for you, Otto, and, and the people. I <laughs> I see that. I'm glad you're here for me. That, that makes me feel so much better. I will be able to sleep like a baby tonight. <laughs> Dan, thanks for your call. Stay well, stay healthy in Winona. Very good. Thanks. All right. The models, yes, the models. These doctors worship at the altar of these models, and I am so tired of hearing about the models. And these models have been wrong regularly to the point where they keep down, you know, moving the numbers down. Again, as I mentioned earlier, they started with a model that had us losing 2 million people in the U.S. of A. to this virus. We're now at about 60,000. And by the way, one of the doctors was on uh, doing the, uh, the briefings that they do every day. And she actually acknowledged this is Burks, the female, and she actually acknowledged that people that are dying with the virus are being counted as those as with those that are dying because of the virus. And they're doing it for lots of reasons. Um, I'm going to give you my theory in a second, but the theory that I have heard bandied about is that it's a funding issue, and if you inflate the, the debts, you're able to get more funds, and you're able to get more resources. And I probably agree with some of that. I think some of that is probably true. My feeling is that they inflate the they inflate the casualties uh, to keep us docile, to keep us uh, doing what they you know what they want us to keep doing. Essentially, they have, they have scared America into submission with these numbers. They have scared America into submission with all of this, you know, you need to, to stay away and stay in the house and so on and so forth. I am not sure how long Americans are going to tolerate this, to be perfectly honest. Um, this is a country that is built on work. It is what makes America the greatest country in the history of the world. People want to work. People want to do better and better themselves and better their family. And you can't do that if you're sitting home, especially if you're an entrepreneur. You're a private enterprise person, restaurant owner, and so forth. And, oh, by the way, another thing that really pissed me off this week, Rick, and that is if I hear the term essential employee or essential person anymore, I'm going to flip out. Okay. I'm going to throw a brick through the television. Okay. Okay. Every American is essential, regardless of what they do. If you are, if you tell me that a server in a restaurant is an unessential person, tell me that a grocery store clerk is an unessential person. Tell me that a person who works as a, in a barber shop or does nails is not an essential person. They are all working. They are paying taxes. They are contributing to our economy. Stop classifying people as either essential or so-called unessential, because we're all essential. OK, every single one of us. And I think that is extremely insulting to call people unessential. I, I find that I find that extremely insulting.
2: I I will agree with you on that before we take our next caller. But this goes back to dictator Murphy, where he wants control. And the press conference from what was it three days ago now where he extended it to May 7th. And he's pounding his fists on the table goes, and you will listen to me. And if you don't, this is what that's about. It's about this guy wants control. Secretly, he tried to keep martial law imposed in the state of New Jersey. Found out he couldn't do that. Only the president can. So he got upset with that. So what can he do? Executive order after executive order and start declaring who's not essential. Now plumbers Are not essential anymore. So plumbers can't work. So if your pipe freezes, you're out of luck. We still could have frosts. So.
1: Everybody's essential.
2: Right. So. Everybody's essential.
1: Stop using that terminology. I find that insulting. I know. And it's insulting to Americans who work hard. I don't disagree with you. We have a caller.
2: Yes, let's do the caller. Go ahead. You're on the air.
1: Hello? Hello? You're on the Voice of Freedom radio program. Who's calling? This is Counselor Mike Turiezi.
2: Hey Mike, Michael, how, are you doing? how are
1: you doing? Well, what's
5: going on tonight?
1: Well, we're talking coronavirus, as you might expect, and uh, I, you know, for for now that you're on the air with us, I'm going to uh, try to calm myself down, Mike, because I was getting a little worked up with, <laughs> with our governor. I don't know if you were listening uh, prior to calling in, but our governor has got me on my last nerve with with his nonsense um it's it, to me it's a little bit too much i think the the latest straw of, of deciding that you're going to close parks and not allow people to go out and get some fresh air and walk in 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 a park for christ's sake i think it's that's it's just too much it's just too much
5: well the only thing i could say is his time will be in 21 next year when we all run uh against him mm-hmm. uh uh Particularly, me being on the ballot in the assembly. Yes, and we're gonna we're gonna make some moves, and I believe the state has had enough of what's going on. But now's the time for us all to work together and get through this. And when we come out of this, which we will, all together and in good health, we need to make a make a move at that point.
6: Okay,
1: sounds good to me, Michael. First of all, let me thank you for coming on the air with us tonight. I really appreciate your taking up my invitation. You're doing well? Your family, everybody healthy?
5: Everybody's doing great. Um, I, I think my wife is ready for this to uh, end. You know, this is the most I've been home in the in a long time. <laughs> and uh, she got her wish of me of me being home all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, be careful no, what I you see. ask for, right? It's one of those, yeah. right?
5: Well, obviously. And, and uh, I'd like to thank you for inviting me. And, and, and Mr. Rick Seppi, uh, congratulations on this new venture. We wish you the best of luck mm-hmm. and uh, success. On thank this. you. It's a great thing for
2: Hamilton. Hey, uh, Mike, why don't you tell us what you're doing as you announce you're running. Let's get the listeners that may not have heard already. What are you running for and what position and what district and all that good stuff?
5: So I announced back in December uh, my intention to run for the New Jersey Assembly uh, in in Legislative District 8, which obviously includes Hamilton and the majority of Burlington County and a little bit of uh, uh, Camden County. We, uh, that, that race is not until 2021. A lot of people are confusing it with this year. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to get out ahead, get out early. There's a lot of towns, a lot of people I need to meet in, in Burlington County, in Camden County. And it's been great. Um, and along with our current two assembly people, we have Ryan Peters and Gene Stanfield are doing an excellent job. They are outstanding.
1: And, um, they are an outstanding yes. duo.
5: And, uh, working with them, uh, um, it, 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 it i can't wait to do that and be a voice a voice of reason for the state of New Jersey. Uh, I consider myself a voice of reason in Hamilton for almost 10 years now on council and uh looking forward to giving Hamilton represent, representation in Trenton. That's,
1: that that's very nice to hear Mike in particular because uh you know the the the, the redistricting that's taken place over the years has kind of put us in our beautiful town of Hamilton, as outcasts, so to speak, uh, within the within the state Republican Party. So, I, uh, I for one, I'm very proud of what you're doing. Um, you, you'll have my 100 percent support, obviously. Um, and uh, it's, I, I think it's wonderful. I, I commend you, and I wish you all the best. Thank you.
5: I really appreciate that, and and I know there's been a lot of people in Hamilton asking me, hey why didn't you run this year as a Republican, which I, I congratulate you on being on the ticket, hado. And I said, you know, yeah, we can go out there, we can win this year, but then I didn't want to do that to the county of Hamilton and then just have to leave
1: right. immediately
5: um, when, when uh, I want to take as much time as I can to gather support throughout the district. Uh, I've, obviously, I will be a Hamilton Republican councilman mm-hmm. until December 31st. And do the best job that I can uh, for the town of Hampton, as, Mike, as I, I always
1: I, have. I, I, and I, I, I agree. You have done a, a terrific job for us. I have been a big fan of yours throughout your tenure. How many, how many years have you served on council now, Mike? It's been a little less than ten. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, I took over when uh, Jim Curcio became our surrogate, and Jimmy Bertino moved up to the. Fifth District Freeholder, mm-hmm. and then I uh, believe it was the end of January, February. That was uh, twenty ten or two thousand eleven, and I had a, a year that I did not run. There was just one year that I took off. I think it was twenty fourteen, but uh, I've I've been there since that election of fourteen to the end here of twenty, and there's two years in between there. So it, it's going to be it's going to be ten years. Hard to believe mm-hmm. uh, of, of representing the uh, good people of Hamilton.
1: Well, no, you have a you'll leave behind a very good legacy, Mike. Thank you, Mike. As a, a as a successful businessman that you are, I, you know, and again, I'm very happy to see conservatives that have been successful businessmen like yourself run for public office, and uh, and continue to try to do that. How do you think that that your your business success and business experience will will help you in this particular role? What 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 can it do for you, and what can you do with it?
5: Well, for example, right here we have, we have an emergency situation, and I have already reached out uh, hopefully to get to the governor's office to be on a committee that restarts the economy, restarts everything as a business leader. I've already uh, have experience um, on a member in the in the state of Florida with the Petroleum Council with emergency management. we've responded to numerous hurricanes. And have the um, the trust, and be able to be on committees with with uh, you know Governor DeSantis. It was it was Governor Scott, who's our the state senator in uh, or U.S. senator for the state of Florida now.
4: Mm-hmm. And
5: we're on we're on calls right now. And I've asked you know in the, in the state of New Jersey, Florida sees it as as, uh, as myself as an asset. I'm willing to do anything that I can for the people of New Jersey, but there really hasn't been a. Uh, uh, a response to that. So I'm hoping to get on that and do whatever I can and, and work with Governor Murphy. I know early in your program there was a lot of um, frustration. with the I, I'm a going. little
1: calmer now. I'm a little calmer okay. than I was about well, 20 minutes ago.
5: Well, that, that's all right. It's, under, <laughs> it's understandable because it, it's very frustrating. I heard you say, hey, when are we going to have a plan? We as a people need a date to strive for. Yes. If you tell me it's May 15th, okay, it's okay. I'll go with May 15th. Don't tell me it's going to be numerous, countless, weeks upon weeks. What is that? When are we going to come back? The kids need to go to school. We don't need everything open. But we've right. got to start to slowly bring things back. you got to, uh, just like things, you said, Mike, yeah. we,
1: we, need, we need to give people a reason to be optimistic. And I think setting timelines, even if the timelines have to be changed, is still a good thing. Yeah. You know, it it shows that it shows among other things that you are giving consideration to to this very important topic. I I I listened to a couple of the 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 more left leaning television programs. I like to vary my my watching and listening, and there was a guy on one of the shows saying that he thinks this will linger till December, and it's you know we shouldn't open anything until December, and I'm thinking by December we'll be Venezuela. If 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 this is if this goes on till December, America will be unrecognizable. You know, they, all there will be will be government. There will be no private. There will be no private sector. There will be government, and all of us will be working for the government.
5: Well, you're you're absolutely correct. I, I, when this thing started, then what did they ask for? Give us two weeks. Give us fifteen mm-hmm. days of social distancing. Let's shut it down for two weeks, and then. We're gonna we're gonna bring that capacity in the hospitals. We're gonna be able to weather the storm. Just do your job and do that. We did that, and now they're talking about well, we're gonna have zero cases. You're never gonna have zero cases.
1: Exactly. This is
5: gonna go on and on, and and people are hurting. I mean, it, it's it bad is, out there. With the absolutely,
1: economy. absolutely. And
5: everybody wants to, you know, when you I heard you say start up. Yeah, we're not gonna go hundred percent but every other uh, table in a restaurant, 50% of capacity. Let people get out in their cars. Let them go and do some things. And you got to give the people in New Jersey credit that they're smart enough to take social distancing mm-hmm. in their own hands and realize what they have to do. You have a family out there. You're not going to be reckless with everything. Right. But trust us. Let it, you know, exactly. Trust. Exactly. Get, let, let the people be able to do that.
2: Exactly. But the problem with that is, Mike, we don't have a governor that wants to do that. And that's the problem. I mean, just this past weekend on Piney Hollow Road, there must have been a good 20 cars because of the natural watered back there. Uh, and they were all Pennsylvania tags. So these people are beaten away from the city. And now they want to do things eventually we're going to have a society that's going to go stir crazy if it hasn't already happened because of staying indoors. Some people are literally taking that they're not even allowed to open up their door or go outside to their front lawn and get fresh air because they're afraid that the popo man is going to come and arrest them um so see here and he, and here's the thing Mike.
1: Again, we have we have many many large corporations considered essential, and I got on the rant about what's essential and what's unessential because, you know, that's totally arbitrary. But you know, UPS, Amazon, these these are huge corporations that are considered essential. They're still open, and I have to assume they have people going to work every day and they're working at a pretty full capacity, and we we're not hearing about any rampant outbreaks in these corporations. These people are all doing the right thing. They're, they're, they're keeping social distance. They're wearing the masks. Why do we not hear that Amazon is experiencing a tremendous outbreak in the virus within its within its confines? Obviously, these corporations that are considered essential have been able to figure out a way to stay open and keep people healthy. Why, why can't we do that at a smaller level? Obviously, you know, the more people you have working, the more the more people you have with the potential to to be contagious. And and have we heard anything of Amazon having to close down plants or any of that? UPS, FedEx, any of these huge corporations having to close down because of you know significant outbreaks of the virus with it, with, with, with their 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 employees? Haven't heard about it. So why nope. can't we open a restaurant? We got people going to the grocery store all day and every day. They're wearing masks, and again, now the grocery stores are counting the number of people, which is fine. I'm okay with that. But, you know, let's have a little common sense here rather than just start throwing a blanket over everything and say, everybody stay home.
5: I agree.
2: All right, Mike. So when do you officially start campaigning? Is there a time frame?
5: Well, I've already started. I mean, I, I am campaigning now obviously trying to help the people of Hamilton and, and from a business standpoint, m- my job and I'm responsible for, um, we have quite a few employees. So there's about 15,000 or 1500 people. When you uh, account all the uh, families that are pretty much responsible for on the day to day operations and making sure that they are covered under this time.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's
5: the first time in my, in my life that I've ever had to lay somebody off and it's it's not a it's not a good feeling to do that, and I'm hoping that we can bring everybody back as as soon as possible and, and that's one of the reasons why uh you know considered, some people say you know a cheer, cheerleader for your community your town your state your business and it's a it's a cheerleader for the fa- all the families that work for me mm-hmm. to make sure that uh they're good paying jobs and um uh, you just can't sit at
1: home forever, right?
2: No, you cannot.
1: No, you know what, Mike? You you, 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 the word "cheerleader" there, I think, I think, underestimates what you do and what folks like you do. I prefer the word "leadership," and I and I wish we had more of that in 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 our elected officials. You know, we have we have it from entrepreneurs. We have, our entrepreneurs have shown more leadership throughout this whole ordeal than our elected officials have, and that astounds me. That that I just find that remarkable. Mike, right. Mike, I truly appreciate your being on tonight. It's been great, and continued Thank success, you. continued success with the business, continued success with your, with your political career. God bless. All right
2: Thank jury, you. Enjoy your holiday, Bye. Mike. Enjoy your holiday, Thank you. and stay safe. But I want to say, your number one fan, Mike Waffle, uh, was always <laughs> commenting on what a great job you're doing on the Facebook page. So, I, you know, I think he's trying to get your campaign manager job. So I'm just letting you know about that.
5: All right. Well, it sounds good. I know uh, we're looking forward to uh, next year when we all uh, go up to Trenton and uh, we'll find an old Revolutionary War Tavern and make sure we have a, have a, a good toast and a drink to General Washington and uh, the Republican Party. <laughs>
1: Good job, thank Mike. You guys. All right.
5: All right. Thank you, God bless everyone, and thank you to everybody in Hamilton.
1: Yep. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a commercial break, everyone, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
4: Hello, Kubo. What have you got planned for today? Come on, this way.
3: Adventure can be found anywhere, but the best place to start is in the forest. It's the
4: most powerful magic there is.
5: Head outside to discover incredible animals. Wow. And beautiful plants that come together to create an unforgettable adventure. (laughs) So grab
3: your loved ones and explore a world of possibilities. Visit discovertheforest.org to find the closest forest or park to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service.
4: My teacher said that we should have a plan in case of an emergency. Do we have one?
3: First thing I'm going to do is grab a flashlight with dead batteries.
7: I'm going to start randomly throwing clothes in the bag. You two will be hiding in the closet and Dad won't be able to find you. And that's when we both start crying. Uncontrollably. Can you pass the cutlets?
1: Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Search ReadyKids at nyc.gov or call 311. Brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad
0: Council. with family and friends and have a great time too? Rocco's Townhouse, 21 North 3rd Street, Hamilton, New Jersey is the place for you. Dave and Steve Ruberton have kept traditions of the townhouse alive and well for more than 35 years. Open daily at 4 p.m., Rocco's Townhouse has a very large selection of micro-brew beers, both on tap and in the bottle. Along with daily dinner specials, you will never walk away hungry. Looking for something different? Rock Bottom Whiskey Bar is the place located downstairs at Rocco's Townhouse. It's open every Friday and Saturday night at 7 p.m., and it doesn't stop there. Live events from some of the greatest local bands in the area make the evening better. Look to have your next event at Rocco's Townhouse and Rock Bottom Whiskey Bar. Rocco's Townhouse, 21 North 3rd Street, Hemington, New Jersey is the place where everyone is meeting. Don't forget to visit them online at Rocco'sTownhouse.com or give them a call at 609-561-9384. That's 609-561-9384. Everyone meets at Rocco's Townhouse. Now back to Voice of Freedom with your host, Dr. Otto Hernandez.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Thanks again to Mike Teresi for a very nice interview. Really appreciated his coming on. Um, yesterday, I don't know if uh, those of you that pay attention, but yesterday our one of our Democrat candidates decided that he was going to end his campaign, and that would be Bolshevik Bernie, as I like to call him. Um, Bernie decided that uh, he didn't want to be president anymore. And as I've told many, I never thought he was really serious about being president. If he had been, he wouldn't have allowed himself to get steamrolled and sandbagged back in 2016. And he probably would have allowed himself to get sandbagged again this year if he had uh, been gathering the the candidates or the uh, delegates rather i think he's he was just more interested in running around and and playing the pipe paper of communism trying to inspire young people into into a good you know being good good bolsheviks like him so good riddance hopefully this will be the last we hear of this clown we'll have uh, we'll have other ones his acolytes will carry the flag for him the red flag aoc and her ilk they're not going anywhere But at least we won't have to hear this pontificating buffoon. Hopefully. Hopefully. The interesting thing now is that, uh, as we talked about last week, Joe Biden continues to put out his little missives from his basement. By and large, it's a bunch of incoherent gibberish when he when he decides to go on TV. It's maybe a matter of 15, 20 seconds before you can't figure out what the heck he's talking about. It's alphabet soup. It's it's word salads. <laughs> it's almost sad. Um, the uh, the uh, interesting thing will continue to be who his his candidate will be. Uh, many are, all the speculation is it'll be a, a an African American female, and we'll see if that's if that's what happens. Uh, one of the one of the other things that happened, speaking of uh, speaking of race and gender, which is the stock and trade of the democrat party but one of the interesting things that happened this week that all of a sudden we started to hear about the about race during the time of the coronavirus and how race is a factor and the coronavirus is adversely impacting african-americans and hispanics and uh you know as 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 most of us who do pay attention know that that by and large african-american and hispanics have worse, worse health than, uh, than Caucasians, let's say, even though not every Hispanic is, uh, is of color. Um, but by and large, it has to do with diet and heredity and things of that nature. But uh, the left loves to politicize, never, never miss an opportunity, and the opportunity right now is to make, make race a factor. Uh, it's, it's nauseating. It never ends with these people. I think we have a caller, and we're going to put the caller on the air. It's Welcome, Mark from, Mantua. Mark from Mantua, our 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 entertainment go-to guy, Mark from Mantua. Last week, well, first of all, Mark two weeks ago recommended Tiger King, which you know, as as I talked about last week with Mark, I found very entertaining. It's a it's a mindless entertainment, but it's entertainment nonetheless. Last week, Mark recommended don't F with cats which I watched it was only three episodes but it was it was quite interesting quite interesting I won't I won't give out any spoilers there but it's about a psychopath <laughs> would you would you agree with that mark it's pretty much about pretty I, I, much the interesting yeah. part is following this psychopath as he travels all over America and Western uh, Europe evading the police
8: yeah uh, no, I think the fascinating thing about that show was just the, uh, the tech technology being utilized to to track them and find them and uh just kind of showing you know how the world has evolved and yeah it's kind of fascinating yeah the
1: internet geeks the internet geeks were actually were actually ahead of the police when it came to clues and things of that nature and the and the funny thing was the ironic thing was that throughout the the three episodes the police kept ignoring the internet geeks and the internet geeks were giving them clues (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that right. they that they themselves didn't have, and then at some point in time they'd actually catch up to the internet geeks. So it was, it was uh, a, a very entertaining, and a, and I thank you for your recommendation.
8: Yeah. And, and now, and now in the he, comparison between between uh, Luca Minata in "Don't F with Cats" and Joe Exotic. I mean, they're both people that. Uh, we're trying to get fame, and then both wound up in jail. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, good comparison. Good comparison. Both yeah. of them. But let's let's say that that they're both lacking. Uh, they're both lacking a few a few knives in the drawer, and uh, yeah. and uh, they both ended up. It just goes to show you, crime doesn't pay, right? Even though even Blast. though they, even though they both gained what they really wanted, which was fame. Uh, so, right. they're, so they're so they 're both famous in their own way, and now they you know they get to spend the rest of their life in prison <laughs> as a result yeah. of all that fame uh <laughs> oh, boy right. so what so what do you have for me tonight mark from mantua Are, well, a new recommendation uh, to, 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 to to so that I can well,
8: I, I, idle my yeah.
1: idle all my free time because of the virus
8: i don't i don 't know what we 're going to do when the coronavirus goes away I guess we won 't binge watch anymore but i, I would say I, I binge watched last week. Ozark season three and uh for those that haven't watched Ozark it's I, I, I compare it to Breaking Bad. Not necessarily Sopranos like, but you know, it's just got the whole drug uh, Mexican drug cartel involved uh-huh. and just kinda of fascinating in a way and uh I think it's written and directed by Jason Bateman, which is quite interesting. But he it's it's you know, it, I don't know how many seasons that'll go on for, but uh uh-huh. season three was good. It's okay. kind of the same theme over and over again, but it it keeps you interested and uh
1: now I've never watched episode uh, one yeah. of Ozark, even though I have heard people talk yeah. about it. Everybody talks about it very favorably so so
8: the na- the do I need to almost, start with
1: season uh, one or can i just can I just start I, I, watching season I three and I
8: would, no you definitely have to go back and watch season one and and that's I've a lot of binge, binge watching, so though. That's you're you're yeah. you're, well, you're, you're I, expecting I would, a
1: lot of me. My my attention span. no, 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 no. I
8: know. No. <laughs> well, I would just say watch season one and see uh-huh. what you think. And, okay. Uh, I don't think you have to go up to season three, but I go go and look at a couple episodes of uh, season one. It starts off quite fascinating. I, I, the first couple episodes are really good in season one, and mm. uh, but even for those that have watched it, I I had to go back because there was. A little bit delay, I guess, between season two and three and how to go do the recap and then go online to kind of remember all the things that went on. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot lot involved in the show, but uh I think you'll find Ozark kind of fascinating. The name throws you off a little bit, but... But it's a it's a good like thriller kind of uh, drug cartel kind of show, and uh, okay. that would be my recommendation. So go back and look at. All you right. I mean, it.
1: you haven't you haven't done me wrong yet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch right. Ozark based on your recommendation. All right. You haven't steered me there wrong yet. So and and I and I there do have go. a lot of idle time. So.
8: Yeah. <laughs> and uh murphy extends it for another 20 or 30 days oh. and get through all three seasons
1: if murphy had his way he would extend it through maybe 2025 20, i think he i think he's but, quite happy sitting up there and you know telling people what to do it's uh it's uh i don't know if you were listening earlier but i have i i am a little calmer than i was in the first 10 minutes of the program
8: yeah No, i was and uh no it's it's uh, it's getting it's getting to the point of getting a little frustrating.
1: Yeah. So I hear you. We'll see. I hear you. All right, Mark. Always That's, a pleasure. All right. Yep. Thanks for your Take call. Care. You know, I haven't. Uh, right. I ha- I've been remiss tonight in giving out the numbers. I'm glad our, our some of our regulars remember the numbers, but I've been a little remiss in giving out the numbers for for potential callers. Six zero nine five nine three W N J H. Six zero nine five nine three. W N J H is our number and we do have an open line right now. So if if you'd like to call and talk about whatever is on your mind, okay? Uh we're going to take a small commercial break and come back on the flip side. So again, 609-593-WNJH call and tell us what is on your mind. All right?
6: A reminder from your friends at WNJH Radio. You can do your part to help stop the spread of the COVID-19 virus by following these basic steps. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact by maintaining social distancing of at least six feet. Avoid touching your hands and face. Staying home if you feel ill in any way. Coughing or sneezing into your inner elbow. And by cleaning and disinfecting frequently touched objects. More information can be found at coronavirus.gov. New Jerseyans feeling emotional and mental toll of the COVID-19 virus can find free confidential support At New Jersey Mental Health Cares, you can call 1-866-202-HELP seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And for anyone feeling particularly overwhelmed, down, or in a bad place, help can be found 24 hours a day, seven days a week at the National Suicide Prevention Line at 1-800-273-TALK. Or you can text 741-741. Hi, I'm WNJH News Director Chris Hayes, reminding you you are not alone and we are all in this together. It is a sign of strength, not weakness, to seek help when needed. We will get through this together and emerge stronger than ever, but only if you stay. Thank you. Now back to the great music and sounds here on WNJH Radio. Well, we're back. We will not have any great music right
1: now since this is a talk show. And uh, I think we have a caller. You're on the air.
7: Oh hi, uh, it's Mike.
1: Mike from Hamilton. One yeah, of one of going? our one of our regular callers. Always a pleasure to hear from you, Mike. What's on your mind tonight?
7: Well, great show. The question I have is um, the graduations for the high school students. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot of time left between now and June. Uh, I hope I hope some people are going to be creative and. Uh, and try and get these high school kids a graduation because, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big day. And, I mean, I know Hamilton has a big open field. I mean, mm-hmm. we, they, they probably could make it work. Uh, I, I hope all these uh, administrators and school boards don't just, uh, you know, fold up the tent and cheat these kids out of a high school graduation. Have,
1: have we heard that any high schools in in the area have postponed graduation or canceled it? Have we heard that?
7: the only one i saw was acit mm-hmm. and I, I said they're making a decision it's literally 2 months away i mean it, more than 2 months I, right I, I
1: mean they they grad, high school graduations are end of june right
7: yeah so I, really more than
1: I, more than 2 months
7: i, I mean i just hope that i know there's a lot of creative um, people in the uh, education system I hope they could come up with something for the parents and students if they have to move it back to July. Mm-hmm. It might be a little inconvenient for them, but uh, I, I think the creativity in, in the public schools, uh, we'll see how they, how they do because the, these kids have worked pretty hard. I mean, it's a big day for high school kids.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I'm not seeing the value of canceling it this far in advance. Just leave it, leave it open. Leave it open.
7: Yeah, I, I, sometimes they, they want to set the schedule so far in advance mm-hmm. they, they, these big, big, big school districts have trouble, you know, adjusting on the fly. They're right. just so used to doing things yeah. the same old way, and if it's not eight months in advance, oh, well, you know, they need studies and... You know, it, I, I just hope they get creative under these uh, the China virus crisis.
1: Well, I mean, and again, you know, this is it's sort of the underlying theme that we've been talking about tonight. But we need to, we need to to keep people with faith that we are going to restore normalcy. And and high school graduations are part of what happens in America on a regular basis. So so yes. for us to say we're going to Postpone it two and a half months in advance, um, as opposed to saying, folks, we are thinking of ways that we're going to work and have this regardless of what's going on with the virus. And that is the message that I want to be hearing from our schools and our school boards, um, as opposed to just waving a white flag and saying, hey, you know we give up we're not going to have it it's it's you know it's too much trouble there's you know too many potential issues come on yeah, people come on you know I, we don't want to hear that we we want more than that from our leaders it's it's right. it's unacceptable I, I,
7: don't, I don't think hamilton's going to fall for that nonsense but hopefully everything clears up and uh, you know they you know there's july and august too so mm-hmm. but hopefully they can make something happen
1: i know there but, that 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 there are there are colleges and universities that have already canceled commencement which again to me is is just weak um you know as some of these are big schools and they have commencements in huge auditoriums or sports arenas so i understand that there are logistic issues with planning and so forth but yeah. you know what else are the, what else are they doing right now i mean none of them are in session so, you know, what what are high school and college administrators doing right now? What they should be doing is, again, figuring out ways to return to normalcy and planning, and planning for it. That is what yeah, I want. I, that is what I want from our leaders. And we're not I, seeing I it. We're not seeing I it. I
7: agree completely because uh, it's nice to set things up eight months in advance, three months in advance. Hey, sometimes life throws you a curveball, but exactly we have the, we have these young students. They're going to be our leaders. They got to fix all these problems that, uh, you know. So hopefully they'll be like the Camden Trust Company: find a way or make one.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and and our, quite frankly, Mike, on that same vein, we're not setting a very good example for them. I mean, I mean, yeah. a, again, the folks in leadership are are basically waving their hands up in the air and saying, "Gee, we we can't figure this out. We can't figure yeah. this out." And that no, is not really, that is not setting much of an example for our future leaders. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I,
7: uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think smarter people are going to figure it out. They're, they're not going to, they're not all going to roll over and die. Let's hope.
1: So, yeah, I, let's hope. So
7: hopefully, this thing clears up. Praying every day, every you know, it will get out of it. It will. Uh, I mean, we, we will
1: come storm. out. I, I mean, I, I never ever lose faith in America and Americans, Mike. Amen. So, Me so too. we will, we will come out of this, regardless of of the forces and many of them that are that are sort of, you know, we're working against the virus, but we're also working against forces that really don't want to see us come out of this in, in any great with any great sense of urgency.
7: We're going to beat the invisible enemy. The invisible enemy, uh, we'll, we'll beat them. Mm-hmm. all right have a good show great job
1: right thanks for the call mike yeah i i every i watch the president's briefings nightly and uh the president is tired i could see i could see it in his face in his demeanor that he's tired I think he's working very hard he's under obviously under a tremendous amount of stress um by and large Americans are very happy with the job he's doing so uh, you know i I get great satisfaction out of seeing that people get it. Nobody's blaming him for this. I think the leftists that want to blame the president for his lack of urgency or such, you know, some such nonsense. The man put the travel ban in place in January. Okay. And Fauci and these other model driven geniuses were still saying, hey, there's nothing to fear. This virus is not going to have any kind of great impact in February and into early March. So, please, the, the president is doing a terrific job as far as I'm concerned and deserves all of our praise and deserves to get reelected. And he's one of the few that on a, on a regular basis, and again, I don't hear this from the governors. I don't hear it from the governors. He is the one on a regular basis that says, keeps saying, hey, we got to get America back to work. We got to open up America. America was built on hard work. America is not built to be sitting home and watching folks don't misunderstand me I take the virus seriously I practice the social distancing I'm trying to do all of the things that are being recommended to us by folks who know but by the same token I fear for our country if this continues I am very very fearful that a lot of businesses and the private sector will not be able to survive it's that simple
0: Join us again next Thursday at seven p.m. for another edition of Voice of Freedom with Doctor Otto Hernandez. Stop. That's my
1: fault. Sorry. No worries. It's live radio, ladies and gentlemen. And you know our our young engineer is still kind of learning as he goes along, so you'll have to bear with that a little bit. But uh, again, as we were saying, I, you know, I think uh, I think the president is doing a tremendous job. I think some of the uh, some of what I hear from the left. In regards to, to you know, they, I keep hearing December, that December is going to be some kind of magic month and we need to keep, you know, doing what we're doing until December. I think it's pure nonsense, and I think some of it is driven by the fact that, that the elections are in November. And the left and Democrats would love nothing more than to have this still going on when the elections take place. Um, it is it is shameful behavior, but, you know, we we've... we've We've seen the the Democrat Party basically bottom feed for the last three years. Um, And this is their stock and trade and their M.O. They hate the president and they want to see nothing more than to get rid of him, which is quite sad. But it is quite true, Um, folks. um, Again, I, I, I am not encouraging anyone out there to to. Take, you know, take things into their own hands. Again, we want to keep doing what we're being told. All right. And that is practice social distancing. Wear the masks, you know, stay away from from crowds and, and, you know, all of the things that we've been told. These are best practices that have had a significant impact in the reduction of the virus's impact on our country. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But again, as the president has said, and I and I wholeheartedly agree, we cannot let the cure be worse than the disease. And innocent people, right now, innocent people, healthy people, are being severely damaged by the virus. And this virus may end up damaging more healthy people than it than it than it than it hurts. And uh, that is that is you know the entrepreneur, the private enterprise. Uh, earlier in the program, again, we, you know, I was talking about the essential versus unessential and i find and i you know i find that 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 terminology that these are essential folks to be to be very demeaning and very insulting to to Americans in general that work very very hard at what they do and are contributing members of society pay taxes raise their families in the right way they are not unessential and i think that politicians calling them unessential uh, or referring to them as unessential is is quite demeaning And I think it needs to stop. Um, Folks, it's been a great show tonight. I really appreciate your listenership. Um, We had great numbers tonight. Again, my goal every week is to top the listenership from the week before. We topped our listenership from last week uh, by by a significant number. And I am very, very happy and proud of that. And I thank you all as our listeners for listening and for contributing and for calling in. So stay tuned. We'll catch you next week. And uh, stay healthy
0: and stay safe. Good night, everyone. Join us again next Thursday at 7 p.m. for another edition of Voice of Freedom with Dr. Otto Hernandez. WNJH Radio, its owners and associates, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this site or the radio station, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. This site does not endorse anything as the truth. That, you will have to judge for yourself. But we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. It is sometimes hard to get the truth, but we must try. It is not our intention to libel, discriminate, make hate, or annoy anyone. This site takes no responsibility for the opinions of others in the postings of comments in chat rooms or forum posts.